Welcome back to New Rock Stars. This is the Boys Underground. Boys only. Boys, masculine energy, and one strong badass female who will be joining us and dominating us the entire time. Yeah. The way we like it here. The show that dissects America's The Boys like the guts of a sperm whale just hanging out for the world to see. We are a rotting whale carcass of a podcast are, slash YouTube show. We are the, yes, we are a hybrid rotting whale carcass. You can hear it, you can see it, and God darn it, I bet you can smell it. The first three episodes of the second season of The Boys just dropped, and in this episode, we're digging through all of them to share some Easter eggs and things you might have missed. We're going to go through all the kills and reveals and answer the lingering questions like, if gills could talk, what would they sound like? My guess is Patton Oswalt. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> if I could have a part of my body talk like Patton Oswalt, I would, and it would be my nostrils. And they would say, stop snorting things. Anyway, <laughs> with me to share their thoughts on Vought, get it? We rhymed. Our new Rockstar Zone, super terrorist, or as I prefer, super villain, Eric Vaughn. Yes, we're still um, focus testing what um, super I am, but I think it's uh, it's one of those two, probably. Either Starlight yes. or a supervillain. Oh, yes. But nowhere in between. And also joining us, as advertised before, is the only person I know who can explode your head with knowledge. Marina Mastros. <laughs> Hello, Marina. Hello. The weird thing about me being on this show is that I actually have more testosterone than Tommy and Eric combined. Weird. Yeah. That's actually, that's very true. Sounds Just got about some right. blood work done. We're hoping things, I've been eating a lot of salmon and sweet potatoes, Marina, I tell you. I'm hoping it comes back. I'm not <laughs> yeah, even yeah, 40 yeah. yet. I've been doing a lot of push-ups. You know, we're going to try and get it back, but as for now, you're right. I've been Way listening to Joe tired. Rogan, and so far I have too much testosterone. Just from five <laughs> seconds of it. I That's noticed your fix. beard was growing a beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either that or the 5G. That's right. <laughs> Here's a quick recap of what happened in the first three episodes of season two. This is your spoiler warning. If you have not watched all three episodes, we are going to talk about them all in this episode. So fair warning. If you haven't watched them, it's about to get real. So in episode one, Homelander and Starlight host Translucent's fake funeral. And Huey plots with Starlight to steal more Compound V to bring to the press. The boys hunker down with Frenchie's Haitian gang friends. Billy is being framed with for Stillwell's death in, in uh, hilarious TV reenactments with what I'm sure is an uh, authentic Australian actor. <laughs> yeah. Black Noir kills super terrorist Nakib, which was kind of, to me, a crazy beginning to that episode. Yeah. Because that was one of the things I was like, I wonder how this character is going to evolve. And it turns out he's going to evolve with no head on his shoulders. Yep. <laughs> and Stan Edgar is moving the Seven into the Department of the Defense. Now, the Deep gets approached by Eagle the Archer to join the Scientology-esque Church of the Collective. A lot of good points they made. I'm thinking about signing up. That or Nexium. <laughs> Homelander laps up Stillwell's breast milk in a very oh. disturbing Ugh. scene and pops the eardrums of Daredevil parody Blind Spot. Uh, Stormfront surprises them as a new member of the Seven. She starts off as an influencer feminist, but turns out is a secret, very racist person. Yep. <laughs> a lot like people you follow on Twitter that start out very cool and then you uh, say one thing about equality and they're like, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, Relevant. Uh, yes. <laughs> Super topical. <laughs> they meet with Rainer, but her head explodes after she mentions a coup. Uh, Edgar tells Homelander about Vought's Nazi roots and its true priority as a pharmaceutical company. And that's episode one, which uh, had us off and running, I felt. Uh, sure oh, we'll yeah. Discuss it oh, further. yeah. Yes, indeed. All right, episode two. Billy returns to the group, and he says a lot of words that I can't say, but he's from another country, so he can get away <laughs> with it with a charming accent. But boy, if I could, I still wouldn't say them because I 
am not that kind of person. He's trying to remember details about Becca's location. He's writing it down on a cute little Tony Cicero's <laughs> playmat. Becca is keeping Homelander's son Ryan in the gated Vought compound and freaking out that Homelander is trying to insert himself in as a father figure. Tough to come back in a child's life after being absent for eight or nine years. I would know. My kids don't talk to me, and I don't even have superpowers. So how We'll talk to back? you, Daddy Tom. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. Uh, <laughs> So the boys track down a telekinetic super terrorist who ends up being Kimiko's brother, Kenji. A-Train finally comes out of his coma and threatens to tell on Starlight. And also, no one ever wears anything other than their soup outfits. I know, right? The the costumers were like, hey guys, we spent a lot of money on these costumes. Can we... Do we just assume that Starlight in her apartment is still wearing her She-Ra costume? <laughs> uh, Zuckerberg has sworn by that. Steve Jobs swore by that. It's called the uniform. You wear the same thing every day, yeah. and that's less time spent on image. That's and, right. And, and also simultaneously cultivating an image, like me. Yeah. I always wear like, clothes like I'm about to work out, and I never work out. But the image I'm putting out <laughs> is I'm ready for getting a sweat on at any point. On to episode three. All right, Homelander gives Ryan the worst flying lesson. This is like when my dad put me on a bike with no training wheels and just fired me down High Tower Way. Off uh, a roof? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I went off a roof, and then and then he refused to let my mom resuscitate me. Uh, an angry Ryan then throws Homelander off yeah. Becca, so Homelander wasn't wrong. Ryan is a chip off the old uh, horrible block. Yes. The media learns about Vought using Compound V to create soups. Uh, that's a huge scandal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy apprehends Kenji on a boat. They're on a boat! And then uh, offers to trade him to the CIA in exchange for Becca. Things go wrong and they end up plowing his speedboat through Deep's well, which he has named Lucy. Now, it seems like throughout this show, the Deep learns that these animals all have names, which to me implies that all animals around us have names for each other and they're Christian white names yeah uh, like wouldn't it wouldn't the whale's name be like Ooh-ah! yeah i would think so it'd be like <laughs> ee, yeah. ee. <laughs> what's oh, your whale yeah. name comment down below using only vowels <laughs> uh, all right so the seven that's when the seven catches up with the boys they follow them into the storm drain homelander <laughs> tries to force starlight to kill huey <laughs> really Difficult choice for her. (laughs) Kenji then smashes Homelander in a heroic moment, but Stormfront catches up to him, breaks his hands, snaps his neck, and then, for good measure, puts a really gross cherry on top by uttering a racial slur. The episode ends with Edgar claiming no knowledge of Compound V, and Stormfront stealing the spotlight makes her a target for Homelander's wrath and also, obviously, the vengeful wrath of Kimiko is uh, on their their way so uh, what did you guys think overall really cool also um can we just very quickly go back to the baby thing because that's where we left off right mm-hmm. and so the baby didn't die baby didn't um, die. Yes. the baby didn't die and the baby was transported what 17 miles away yeah. right they said yes um safely and so even though where we left off last time last episode of our show the boys underground was I will never forgive Billy Butcher. And he didn't kill the kid, but here's why I'm still never going to forgive him, is because he's not the one who saved the f- kid! No, or is he? Right. We we don't know what exactly happened. But, <laughs> Marina, you are right. You are right in that he was willing to kill that kid, which is Absolutely. just... He pressed okay. the button, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that's and, who did, and who did we learn uh, in these episodes is moderately explosion-proof? Uh, that would be Black Noir. That's yeah, right. Apparently. A character that we have seen very small doses of empathetic sadness and grief yeah. from, despite being completely nonverbal. I mean, 
you, you get he's kind or he or, or they whoever we don't know. I guess yeah. it could be a she. Uh, is uh, has these like small moments of emotion that lead you to believe that there's a lot more going on under the. They were very that, sad to find movie. out they were not a natural superhero. Yeah. Yes. Very sad. That's true. And uh, I'll say that like the first episode I thought was great. Episode two did feel a bit like filler just yes. kind of just my feelings on it but like the the new characters as they're coming in super interesting i love this uh church of the collective subplot I, i'm fascinated to see where that yep. goes and uh man mm -hmm. stormfront at the beginning i'm yeah. like okay i can get on board with you but yes. boy oh boy now do i hate her and want her to die yeah, as soon as wait possible. really i i i she is so the fact that she in private had to drop in that racist line like oh yeah. obviously we hate her I think it's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, interesting. Of course, yes, like, interesting. Like it's kind of like you, you love to hate, right? Yeah, and and I think it. Uh, tell me what you guys think. This so this first three episodes, I'm wondering this whole time why did Gus bring uh, bring Stormfront in? Right, like mm -hmm. he chose her. Why her? Why her? Because she's talking shit on Vought. Like she's not following you know PR orders. Like and I'm this whole time I'm going like why 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 why. And at the end, when she turns out to be basically the only thing that can keep Homelander in check, I was like, mm. oh, that's why. Yeah. yeah. Because she yeah. apparently has super strength, right? Just like crushes right. bones uh, right. and has electricity, which might be the only thing to combat laser eyes. I think there's some there's something even deeper to her that like uh, when we go through the Easter eggs, uh, there's I think there's something more there that's even creepier. Yeah, I, I I thought overall her character is a really fascinating kind of like enhanced powered version of like the influencer on on uh, the especially like the free thinking influencer on social media that will say a lot of stuff that's like wow what an outsider perspective yeah. what a cool right. skew yeah, this yeah, person yeah. has on life uh -huh. and then you peel one onion layer back and you're like oh a foundation and racist and obviously yeah. the name Stor Stormfront <laughs> yeah. carries all sorts of racial. Yep connotations uh, i'm sure we'll go into well i almost knocked my computer off because uh the stormfront people got to me uh all right so this would not be a new rock stars video without our man pretty ricky eric voss <laughs> pointing out some easter eggs things you might have missed and moments when flies work their way into the that, shot yes. eric what do you got for us yes uh i'm gonna break down some of the the bigger easter eggs obviously every frame of this show has like references to other things and they do a really good job with the world building the production design mm -hmm. i'm just gonna break down the really really important ones across these three episodes i'm gonna skip over like the obvious stuff like seth rogan and chris hansen cameoed in there all right first thing at translucent's funeral in episode one yeah, it was obviously faked, his cause of death, you know, the corpse in the casket. Do you see how it was, like, rigged to look like something was weighing down those cushions? Yeah. Like, his body is in smithereens. Like, there's, yeah. they, they did there's something. There's nothing in there. Either they just ironed it down in some way, or they, they had mm. cushions that looked like they were weighted. I just thought yeah. there was some nice attention to detail. Um, yeah. But uh, second detail that I thought was really interesting, when Homelander and Starlight are talking to reporters outside the funeral, they have these kind of scripted responses where he's like, oh, it comes in waves. And then she goes, we're a family. And they yeah. show up, those phrases show up on the TV Chiron immediately as they say those lines. Just a little attention to detail showing that they're just reading the script that yeah, the yeah, Vought yeah. TV news crew has nice. the same exact script. But mm -hmm. there was another moment that's happened in these three episodes. Late in the episode when Stormfront is meeting with Homelander and Maeve on the set of that... Um, that propaganda taping uh mm -hmm. her instagram yeah. live comments 
have like a super fast reaction time when when Maeve says, "Oh, are you from Seattle?" and then immediately a comment says, "She's from Portland." There's mm. no way an Instagram yeah. live would be able to read it that fast. It could just be an editing thing because yeah. you know, are the editors of the show really paying attention that much? Well, there's another detail. So, there's a a few subtle moments. This is our third detail where Stormfront appears to be reading someone's mind. It's not certain, but we think she might also be a mind reader. There's that moment right in that scene where she's looking at Homelander and her eyes narrow. The actress does such a great job of this. Uh, And there's also a moment when she and Starlight are on the the press junket, and she gives Mm -hmm. Starlight a similar kind of look. And then at the end of episode three, she and Homelander are staring each other down, and it seems Mm. like the edge that she might have of her Homelander is that she can be a minder. She can, uh, yeah. she's telepathic. Um, yeah. So maybe That's in cool. that moment, she was reading Maeve's mind, but then you're mm. saying, well, then why are the Instagram live commenters saying it? I think those commenters might be fake people. They might be fake accounts that she, like the Nazis, say, oh, we have this silent majority of people who agree with us, but she has all these fake accounts that she's, like, conducting all these supportive things. Oh, yeah. She's just Russia. She really is. Fourth detail, um, episode one opens with Billy Joel's pressure, and then uh, Billy Joel's You're Only Human is a big part of episode two and three, obviously calling back Huey's debate with Robin about Billy Joel. That was their final conversation they had. So I'll be interested to see if Billy Joel is in every single episode this season. Um, yes. Also, I might be reading into this, as I often do here at New Rockstars, but there definitely seemed to be a parallel, at least in episodes two and three, with Billy Butcher and Captain Jack Sparrow. Now go with me on this. Mm. They call him the captain <laughs> of the team. He has yeah. a Similar Cockney mm. accent. He's yeah. self-serving. He steals yeah. a boat. Yeah. And uh, at the bottom line of all this, Captain Jack, another Billy Joel song. So it'll be very Captain cool. Jack will get you high tonight. <laughs> yeah. Captain Jack will get you high tonight. Oh, yes. Uh, if he so ever puts we'll a see. hat on, I'm sold. We'll see. If he turns into a skeleton when the moon shines on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really. Oh, then we're there. You're in one. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Do you believe in ghost stories, Miss Turner? <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Next detail. During Huey and Starlight's opening meetup, when they're walking through the town, they're meeting in the subway. There are posters all over the place, and all these are very important. So mm. uh, first you see a poster for Terminal Beauty 3. That was Pop Claw's movie. That's just kind of a little throwaway one. But there's also a poster for Autumn Breeze by Liberty. It's like a pharmaceutical, or or it's like a perfume or or cosmetic thing. Mm. Liberty is that old school soup that they talk about. More on her in a bit. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, And then there was a newspaper that a guy was reading. There was a headline about Shockwave setting a speed record. And Mm. he was in talks to join the seven, maybe as a backup Mm. to A-Train. He was at Speedster Rival in season one when they had the race. Yeah. So, uh, and they had mentioned in uh, marketing for this season that there's going to be two possible speed character so he, he's probably going to play a bigger role um and then mm-hmm. in that subway car there's also a poster for the church of the collective that's the scientology group that the deep ends up with ah, this season yes so what we talked about in our last episode of the boys underground was the fly right the mysterious mm-hmm. fly from season one and a lot of fans of the show are like this isn't going to be anything it was just an accident but they keep doubling down on it so there's a few references in these episodes uh there's another fly that shows up buzzing around a light that they amp up the audio so you hear it's buzzing and then minutes later in episode one you see a tv and on the sidebar there is a shout out for swato that is the comics life-size soup who just speaks in buzzing noises but i really do think they could be adapting swato to be a fly-sized ant-man style soup 
that has been spying wow. on them wow. throughout the whole time. Cool. Uh -huh. You can also see a fly buzzing around um, the carcass of Lucy the whale in episode three. That would make sense. It yeah. is a giant mammal carcass, but it's a fly. Mm. And anytime there's a fly sighting in the show, we're going to add it to the list. Swato! Swato! Yes. We also talked about the Breaking Bad parallels. Obviously, Giancarlo Esposito, but the Church of the Collective woman, Carol, that's played by Jessica Hecht, who played Gretchen Schwartz on Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. The reason yeah. Walt eventually broke bad on that series. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the names, uh, we talked about Stormfront's Instagram live feed. All the names are interesting nods to other things. So there's one that's uh, based on Big Game. That's a suit from season one. He also gets a shout out from Starlight and Gecko. They, they used to work together. And Big Game was Pontius Pilate. Uh, and then Popclaw, there's a reference to Jack from Jupiter. That's the previous member of the seven from the, mm. from the series premiere. Uh, there's some references mm. to Lamplighter and Ezekiel. Now there's one comment though that says, hello from Argentina which I think has got to be a clue to Stormfront's Nazi, maybe, background, mm, because, yes. you know, in history, a lot of the members of the SS relocated to Argentina. Totally. Um, yeah. And then on this subject, Stan Edgar lectures Homelander about Frederick Vaught's Nazi experiments with Compound V before mm -hmm. he relocated to the U.S., and I'm thinking Stormfront maybe could be an ageless Nazi experiment. Ooh. And maybe she even, kind of like in Get Out, she could have Frederick Vaught's mind inside her body and that's yeah. why she has these old school nazi because she also the, the uh, type of racial slur she uses is kind yeah, of like, like an old, old school yeah. one you yeah, know yeah. yeah it's not one that a modern day influencer would use if they wanted yeah. to be anti-asian yeah but coming back to liberty um that was it looks like a world war ii era soup and grace mallory mm. is asking about her and she's like i don't know if she's connected to this but she's looking at uh, Liberty in a Budweiser magazine ad, which I found to be mm. very weird. You may have some history buffs who like check me on this, but like during the mid forties, you would not see ads for a German named beer company. There weren't mm. many beer advertisements at all because prohibition had only ended a decade earlier and the right. advertising industry didn't really exist to this level of sophistication. It's very, very weird to see Liberty selling, like a patriotic American yeah. selling a Budweiser mm. ad during World mm. War II. It did, there was a yep. lot of anti-German sentiment in the country yeah. at that time. Um, but also, Kimiko's brother, Kenji, wears a specific shirt that is Spuds McKenzie. That is the old Bud Light campaign. And he has a star huh. on his hat. Oh, yeah. Similar iconography and associations as Liberty. So mm. it's very interesting that Mallory wanted Kenji. That, that was part of the deal but was yeah. also curious in that same conversation about Liberty. Well, and it's also interesting that Stormfront swooped in to kill this character, despite Homelander calling dibs. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. connecting all the dots on this, my theory is that the Compound V formula, the one that has created all these soups in the modern era, yeah. was derived mm -hmm. from a specific version of it that they got to from those World War II Nazi experiments. Ah. And Liberty was Frederick Vaught's first successful soup. His mind carried on in her body, carrying on that Nazi ideology, and then later, never aging, becoming the woman we now know as Stormfront. Oh, snap! The actress who plays her is Jewish. So, uh, I think I think Kenji was going to be evidence of a more direct link 
from uh, the Compound B derivation yeah. to that dark mm. Nazi history. Interesting. Yes. Aya Cash, great actress. You're the worst. <laughs> yep, yep. She was awesome and you're the worst. Yep. Um, okay, moving right along. When Billy wakes up in Fort Wayne in episode two, this is a small one, but he's at a Tony Cicero's Italian restaurant. That was the same chain that he and Frenchie and Huey kill Translucent in, in, in season uh. one. That was also at a Tony Cicero's. Um, mm. And then Homelander superheats, of course, some of um, Stillwell's breast milk and then laps it up like a dog and then just chugs it. But every time we see him drinking thereafter, it is milk. And yep. uh, during breakfast in episode three, Anthony Starr, he does that great, like, uh, swishing he around, it too much. savoring. He loves milk mm. way too much. And then he kind of calls that back later when he taunts Billy about getting breakfast with his family. And mm. he says it was delicious. It wasn't mm. just to piss him off. It was, like, to remind himself yeah. how much he loves the taste of milk. And it was just like yeah. a really gross, unsettling thing. Okay, and we also learn in these three episodes that Becca and Ryan are on this gated compound, right? It was a, It's yeah. kind of like a Truman Show setup. And yeah. I think this was to raise Ryan with a normal home life after Vought had screwed up Homelander so bad yeah. by not giving yeah. him a family that he can learn human right. emotions from. Um, right. And then episode one kind of gives you, a, tips its hand a little bit that they're doing that. When Homelander knocks on the door, there is just this weird security camera that's just out of focus right in frame. Kind of mm -hmm. like all the cameras that are hidden in the background of Truman Show. And then a the little one when the marketing guy's pitching Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice type movie with the seven, Dawn of the seven. He describes the handheld style he wants to use as very green grass. Which is an interesting description because Paul Greengrass directed real-life hijacking crisis movies like United 93, Captain Phillips, two movies that ended super dark, just like Homelander's flight crash incident. Yeah. Uh, or any of the times he has horrifically slaughtered armed militants the way Captain Phillips mm. ended. With Tom yeah. Hanks screaming and says, that one isn't mine! And then we all cried a little bit. And we're like, give him another mm. Oscar. And then it has been very interesting to watch Blackmore this season. I think we got to keep our eye on him. When he watched yeah. the reports of Compound V's manufacturer and he learned that he was made, he cried. And some people thought he was laughing. But if you look at closed captioning, it said sobbing. And then when the yeah. deep was mm -hmm. crying about Lucy the Whale, notice how, you know, Blackmore pats his chest in respect. And then mm -hmm. as they head into the tunnels, he and Homelander exchange this very interesting look. Mm. And I won't go further. I don't want to say more about this, but just like keep your eye on Blackmore. There's something very weird. He's getting humanized a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and uh, he has some weird connection here. Uh, and the last mm. detail, I just have to point out, I'm sorry, this is self-indulgent, but um, shout out to off-screen producer Zach. He actually spotted this when Stormfront and Kenji are smashing through the apartment building on the TV's basketball game. Where is it set? At the Odome, home of me and Zach's alma mater, the Florida Gators. Hey! Get up and go! Yep, had to yes. shout it out. Three episodes worth of questions in this episode. Uh, and so let's take a look at some questions and mysteries that we'll be keeping our eyes on as the season unfolds. So, who do you guys think blew up Rainer's head and why was she killed? Just a quick thought on this. I think she w was killed right after she mentioned that she believes there's a coup. And I think the coup she's talking about is a U.S. government coup. I think that's what she wants mm. to... Uh, she wants the Seven to be in the... Um, Department of Defense, and I mm -hmm. think if you can have martial law declared, 
and maybe one of them rises up to be Secretary of Defense and enough of the mm-hmm. other um, line of succession is killed off, one of them becomes president. So either one oh. of them or someone. There's also this congresswoman that they keep showing. She could be yeah. like a sympathetic figure to the seven who becomes mm. who runs for president. I think that's the coup that's going on. Yes, a soup in the White House. So that's why <laughs> I still don't know who, though. I, it must have been some telepathic person who blew her head up. I don't think it was a neck bomb or a, a, a skull yeah. bomb. Or I was wondering because her nose bled. Yeah. If that was yeah. like if she had like an implant or something like if they uh, know but uh yeah i don't know that was interesting you know eric since you were talking about how stormfront could possibly have um mind reading abilities it's theoretically possible that if she has that she could have the ability of like telekinesis to just like you know what i mean or it could it could (laughs) this is (laughs) she could only have the ability to read minds and blow up minds like she can't (laughs) blow up anything else (laughs) i can read i can pop (laughs) Uh, she yeah. can Your only choice. blow she can either yeah <laughs> well what a specific and I, ability and i'll say uh for me the nose started bleeding that's a dead giveaway that a fly flew into her hey! nostril and planted an explosive device it possible. all comes back to swato baby very possible Yay! i just realized i have a cabinet open in the background good lord things ghost. are falling apart ghost in the kitchen uh, oh yeah, my god swato yeah <laughs> next question how did homelander transport butcher to fort wayne and how did Stillwell's baby survive? Okay, so having not read the comics, right? Like, as a, just a pure viewer, right? Mm-hmm. Coming in fresh. Uh, to me, Homelander is a parallel to just a bad Superman. Like, he's mm-hmm. Superman, but he's bad, right? Mm-hmm. We haven't really explored that uh, Homelander is super fast. We know he's a super fast flyer. We see him break sound barriers and have sonic mm-hmm. booms. So what if we just haven't discovered that he's also super fast running Mm. or he could have just scooped the baby up with his arms and then flew away Mm. right so he could have saved the kid and he could have done it because he also secretly knows that that's his kid again Uh, yeah i mean because like he's Mm. drinking her titty milk anyway so like there's no way they haven't yeah (laughs) i think that there's very likely that those two had had intercourse before yeah (laughs) Yeah, which is the real mystery that we're here to solve. Right? And let me let me show you the drawings. That <laughs> no, 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 Tommy, no. There's a character that we have hinted at um, that might be involved in that. Mm. Like someone we know might have also been in that house. That's all okay. I'll say right now. The other half of my theory is that Stillwell obviously like has this baby, and you know, ninety nine point nine 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 is that it's a it's a V baby, like it's a super baby. So, if Homelander knows that he's he fries her brains, he scrambled eggs her head, right? And then he would have saved that baby anyway just to have a control of another suit, potentially to raise as his own, to sell, to, to you know, to whatever. But mm. every suit baby is valuable, so it mm. totally makes sense to me that he would say that anybody around would have saved that baby, except for <laughs> Billy Butcher. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Next question: What's with the fresca, and what's its connection to the Church of the Collective? I, don't get me wrong; I love a good fresca, but yeah. I, uh, um, what, I, what, I, why do they love it? So I have much? two <laughs> thoughts on this. One yeah. is that like fresca is something that a creepy, weird, brainwashed cult would drink. Fresca is disgusting. It's like a weird somewhere. Cult someone version. working for fresca right now is like. <laughs> 
We pay for, for this product placement. By uh, the way, I love I love Fresca and send it by the gallon. No, Eric it's weird. <laughs> it's a weird it like uh, instead of a White Claw or Lacroix or something like that. Someone's like, "How about a Fresca?" And it's like, Ugh, yeah. "Get away from me, a psychopath." Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, my thinking is that like there might be something in that. There might be something in, yeah. that, in the way that a lot of cults, whether it's Heaven's Gate, Jonestown, uh, mm-hmm. something in the water at the Church of Scientology, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I think yeah. they may have something that's in there that's gradually. Uh, 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 and they, what's the Rajneeshis in Oregon did this as well. They tried to like poison the town water supply. Right. right? Oh that was God. part of it. So it's kind of a recurring right. thing with cults. Uh, yeah. So I'm thinking there might be something there. Last question. Why is Homelander letting both Edgar and Stormfront alpha him? We've come up with a couple of theories. Maybe there's like um, a telepathy going on there. I mm. think right now um, Homelander's realizing that like he didn't really put together that uh, Compound B was creating superheroes still. Yeah. Like, he was, he was behind the curve on that. I'm thinking mm-hmm. he's realizing, oh, my powers came from a play, from a history that I, yeah. I do not fully understand. So, mm-hmm. Edgar and Stormfront might have some checks on my power that I, I don't fully appreciate yet, so I'm going to oh, sure. bide my time. Yeah, it does. It stands to reason that, that Edgar knows Homelander's weaknesses that we have yeah. not learned yet. Like, yeah. there's a because otherwise, I feel like Homelander's been lost his cool enough times around him. He would have killed him by now. So, yeah. like, I feel I was yeah. waiting for him to do it in that scene. I was like, is Giancarlo done? Like, whoa. Yeah. Just reasoning, like, if he's developed Compound B to be the thing that creates superheroes, he could easily mm-hmm. just reason. Like, he also is probably someone who's created a kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you would yeah. think he would. Yeah, just as a yeah. you know security uh, insurance yeah. policy. All right. Well, certainly we'll have more questions than answers next week. But before we get out of here, it's time for a very important segment because, as we know, living is easy. It's the dying <laughs> part that's hard. So uh, I think it's the other way around. Uh, <laughs> in, in, in Hamilton, dying is easy. Living is hard. That's what I meant. Uh, anyway, Marina, you're going to break down all the kill counts, ranking from most kills, or, yeah, least kills to most kills. What's the kill count on this, these three episodes? I gotcha. Uh, Alright, so I counted up the carnage for all three of these episodes and mm. tallied up who was killing who, so I'm going to count them down for you. So, number seven... Uh, with one kill is Billy Butcher, uh, which is the funniest one of all. And also, I loved it, it's, but it's also the least realistic, is Lucy the Whale. Because yeah. <laughs> if you if you drove a boat into a whale, that whale yeah. would bounce you off. Yeah, it'd be like a trampoline. Yeah, every single person on that boat would have just been flown into the air and just mm. super dead. Like, they'd all be absolutely f- dead. But yeah. it's a fun way to, you know, it's fun. And they got to sit inside the well for a while, so I let it go. For sure. <laughs> uh, number six, Homelander. Maybe. Uh, yes. Maybe one kill of Blind Spot. Because uh, oh, yeah. he uh, popped his ears like a bat, yeah. like a naughty child. Yes. Um, but I'm with... Uh, I'm with you, Tommy, because that was a lot of blood. That was a yeah. lot of blood. And if he didn't that die in that blood. scene, he he would have made sure. Like, Homelander yeah. has yeah. a reputation to worry about. Right. Yeah, he absolutely. He would have followed up, yeah. Uh, what yeah. a horrible oh thing to do to someone who ne- has learned to use their eardrums. It, it honestly reminded mm-hmm. me of that moment in Kill Bill where she plucks out the eye, and now she's, like, yeah. lying yeah. in both eyes. It's just, like, rolling around yeah. and around screaming. Yeah. You just yeah. feel yeah. kind of bad for them. Not me, though. Number five, Mr. Killer. <laughs> Uh, the mystery killer, right? So one kill is the CIA deputy director, Rainer. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, we don't never. know for sure, but they're on the they're on the murder map. 
That's right. <laughs> the murder map. On the murder map. Good. Let's put them on the board. Yep. <laughs> so number four is Kimiko with one kill. And it's mm-hmm. the old guy in the party store who is, of yep. course, part of the terrorist group or whatever you want to call them that um, yeah. killed her parents. So she, of mm. course very satisfyingly snaps this yes. guy's neck. Uh-huh. Vengeance. Uh, vengeance. It tastes <laughs> mm, so good. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And number three is Kenji, so who has three kills. Uh, mm. Or three plus, actually. So he dropped the boat on the Haitian gang member whose arm was all... Ugh. Yeah. That really, they they did a good job with that. I was like, ugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That guy, we, we can safely assume that he died because they were pretty unwilling to take him to the hospital. Right, and if right, I were him, right. I'd be like, take me to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, nah, bruh. And then he also, uh, we can assume, killed everybody in the NYPD uh, helicopter crew. Although, I think that, um, that we're keeping this kill count for now, but... It remains to be seen because Huey throws a life preserver overboard. And I think that mm. is a metaphor for not only his humanity that is staying intact, but also could be a foreshadowing of like maybe one of those people does survive and mm-hmm. is able to tell what happened. I oh, read yeah. it as like a useless thing. Like uh, he's just like, they're already dead and drowning, but Huey's still just from his mm. good nature. Oh, is like, oh, this helps me sleep at night. Sure. That's a good interpretation. Different. I like it when we have like different interpretations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but now shut the f- up because I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> Black Noir. <laughs> um, uh, uh, five kills. Black Noir has five kills this episode. So mm. we start off with Nikib and all his bodyguards, and um, one of the women. But the best, and this is gonna be my pick for. Um, like grossest, most satisfying, the thing that made me go like Ugh, the most was uh like the reverse curb stomp, which was like oh, grabbing yeah. someone's teeth. Oh and, like, yeah! Their, their... Yikes! <laughs> yes. It's not funny, but I'm laughing because that's why. That's why I have this job is because these things are hilarious <laughs> yeah. to me. Uh, great. And so number one for this guys is Stormfront. Yeah. So she has uh, yes. thirteen plus kills. She kills that family in the apartment. <laughs> Just, yeah. She kills that girl just for screaming. Uh, and the guy who's in the hallway, and we see a bunch of explosions, and we hear screams in that building, which I'm going to, like, guesstimate is about eight more. Yeah. Um, and then she kills Kenji in front of Kimiko. And, um, yeah, it was... she. She's she's up there. It took us a while for Homelander to rack up the kills, but she's just, like, starting off with 13 so I, yeah, feel, and I see them as like a like this kind of a thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like Homelander, they're both different kinds of evil. Homelander seems to only kill people when he has something to lose or something to gain yeah. from it. Yep. She's right. just killing like recklessly yeah. and wantonly. Like she doesn't need to. None of those people are going to be that yeah. mad uh, mm-hmm. if like they just crash through her home. But she just does right. it anyway. Yeah, yeah. She's like, you're screaming too loud. Boink. Right. Yeah, it's uh, very yes. messed up. <laughs> yeah, super, super, super effed up ending. Uh, speaking of effed up endings, that's it. That's our show. Uh, so great to chat with you guys. Eric and Marina, always a delight. Always a delight. Uh, tune in every week to hear our reactions for the latest The Boys episode on The Boys Underground. Please yes. subscribe to The Boys Underground on iTunes or wherever yeah. you get your podcasts, you'll get the show earlier than the video version, and it's a huge help to us yep. at New Rockstar. So honestly, please, if you if you if you're a podcast person, hit us up and remember to join our official Discord by becoming a patron at Patreon.com/NewRockstars. On Discord, we'll be fielding the questions that we answer on this show, so it's a great way to get involved uh, if you want to be part of the conversation, or if you just like to watch. 
throw a question out anonymously and then see if we answer it and then cackle to yourself like Swato cackling as he exploded Rainer's head. <laughs> you can follow me at Tommy Backtold. You can follow Eric at EA Voss. Follow Marina at Marina Mastros. Follow New Rockstars on all the socials. Subscribe here on YouTube to get too much information on all the stuff that you care about. Go Bills and God bless America. <laughs> and go Gators. And go Gators. <laughs> Go murder! <laughs> Homelander! <laughs> Go America! <laughs> <laughs>